Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another week of Am I Worthy? This uh, podcast. This is Gabby Gabby Thorne. Um, follow me on Instagram at GabSteezy. If you want to click the direct link, it is directly in the bio. All right. And so y'all, we are going to hop straight into today since it is March 12th. It Spring is coming. We're like, I think two or maybe a week or something like that from spring. And so Y'all, we are going to hop straight in like a bunny. So today, what we're going to talk about is how to stay moving when you don't want to. I don't know about you, but for me over, I would say like, I don't know, like last two weeks, I've just felt like, oh my goodness, I do not feel like doing everything that I need to do. And I'm learning the true definition and the true um, defining moments of true perseverance right and so if you if you don't know perseverance is the word my word for this year and another word for that is long suffering and so a part of long suffering that I learned about this morning is that um it's enduring in the moments when when we don't feel like it it's endurance in the moments when we feel impatient and it's endurance in the moments when we can't complain but we choose not to and so y'all for me it has been very very um challenging to not complain or just to not um or just do what I say I'm going to do sometimes I'll be straight up and so this episode is for y'all but it is for me too okay so let's hop straight into how to stay moving when you don't want to. And this is part two out of two. So if you did not listen to the first part, go back and listen. Okay. All right, honey. So first, first way that you stay moving when you don't want to, or we stay moving when we don't want to, is that we have to focus on the day and not the deadline, right? So when I plan out my day, I look at my top three tasks, right? Three and the top three tasks or um, task, tasks, uh, however you pronounce that tasks, whatever, that if I don't get them done, if I don't get this done today, then my day was not productive. Like I always um, tell people, um, have a productive day. And that's the same thing I feel about myself. Like if I did, if I do not do these top three tasks and my day was not productive, right? All right, so when I think about success, okay, success is being obedient to God and productive is doing what I, what I said that I was going to do, right? So when I look at my days and I did not complete my top three tasks that I said that I was going to accomplish and my day was unproductive because I might have done a lot, but I didn't do what my focus is. And for me, this is something that um, when I don't feel like moving forward that it gives me focus. It gives me perspective. And also it gives me something kind of um, tangible in a way. And I don't mean tangible like as a product, uh, like a product or good that I can touch, but tangible in a way that, okay, I can look at this. I can look at my day. And I, when I look at these top three tasks that at the end of the day, when I did do it or when I didn't, I know that, okay, was this productive? Right. And so I encourage you to do the same. You're a person and you don't understand how to have focus throughout your day or your week or whatever, which sometimes in life we get to at that part. Whereas we might feel like, oh, my goodness, I'm just trying to get through the day because that's how um, low I feel. Or I'm just trying to get to, through the day because I have so much piling up and everything. Right. So instead of focusing so much on everything that's 
piling up. Instead, we can focus on our top three tasks, right? And what I personally do is I write out my day the night before or sometimes the morning of. Yet, I don't like, I prefer not to write the morning of because I feel like when I write the the day of, I'll make something optional versus like, okay, this is your schedule for the day, right? So you're a person, you're an entrepreneur or you're a person who you have a very flexible um, schedule, you're in ministry, you're in um, the stay-at-home mother or like whatever you do, something that it's not a job where you have to wake up and go to. Um, a quick point is that you should create hours for yourself, y'all. If there is one thing that I think that I have learned over this year is to create hours for yourself, right? So for me, right, I have blocks where I'm like, okay, this needs to get done. This needs to get done. And sometimes, and does, um, like task and everything get done all the time in those blocks? It doesn't. Yeah. If it does not get done in those blocks, I'm going to add a block at the, a block of time at the end of the day. So say for instance, end of the day to me is like after eight o'clock. <laughs> like I don't like staying up late and I had the last couple of weeks and that's why I felt grumpy at times. Okay. It's just not good personally for my health. It's just not. Um, and so your person, um, like you have a, you, you know, you have a very open schedule, schedule blocks of time because, um, work, working, doing, becoming the person, um, the woman, the man of God, um, that God wants you to become right. It takes rigor. It takes a lot. And so plan out when we plan out. So when we plan out blocks of time, it truly helps keep us accountable, but then also above that, keep us accountable to the mission, the work that God, um, wants us to do. Like when I think about, um, Paul, um, when he was writing, and I think it's on Philippians 1 16, something like that. Um, when he says, for he who began a good thing will finish it unto completion until the day of Jesus Christ, right? You think about Paul, this man who had, um, a mission from like day one, like man's got saved and he was on mission, like right away. <laughs> like he was just straight in it. Right. And he had this mission and he went, um, to Galatia. He went to church of Ephesus. He went, um, Philippi. Like he went to so many places to preach the gospel of how Jesus Lord, he lived this perfect sinless life. Um, he lived the life we should have lived. He died the death. We should have died. He rose up three days later. And when he died, it was for the atonement of our sins that we don't bear the sin, um, in eternity, um, or, or in hell and that we can be reconciled back to God. Right. It's like, Paul did so much for the gospel. And as people, we who, um, people such as myself who follow Christ is that we are going to go through suffering, right? Going back to beginning when I was talking about perseverance is that long suffering is a fruit of the spirit. You're a person, you don't understand what a fruit of the, what fruits of the spirit is. Go on, um, read the Bible. Oh, go to Galatians. It's there. It's in other parts too, like Corinthians and other parts of the Bible too. Long suffering as a fruit of the spirit at times can feel just so depleting. At times it can feel like, Lord, do you even truly have much for any more for me? Because I just feel like I'm at a part of life I really don't want to be in. I'm being obedient to your will and everything. So why is this happening? Um, and so. You're, you're in that season, you're in that type of season yourself is that realize that God is going to develop in you and me something, um, through, um, just going through suffering, going through a season that we don't want to be in and a striving and persevering only through, um, 
boasting in his weakness, just like within Corinthians of how, um, it's written of how my, 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 what is this? What is it? What is it? Um, my grace is made, um, like perfect in your weakness. So like boast, 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 um, in my strength and your weakness and everything. It just, it's going to bear fruit that if we didn't go through suffering, we would not be able to bear fruit, right? Like when I think about John 15 of like, um, I'm the vine, you are the branches and every, um, every good, every good tree, every, every tree that does not bear good fruit, he trims. Yet the uh, tree that does bear good fruit, he prunes so it can, so it can bear even more fruit, right? And this fruit is the kingdom of God. This fruit is disciples, people who follow God, people who have access to an eternity, um, in heaven. This is only through declaring and believing in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? And so y'all, let's bear fruit. Okay, let's not just focus so much on what we see yet focus on something else because the fight, the fight that we are fighting or what we're going through right now, it's not just for now. So fix our, so we need to fix our eyes on things that are unseen now and things seen, right? All right. So second point of how you, how we stay moving when we don't want to is that we have to just go and plan in advance, plan in advance. So for me in my life, um, I, I will say the first part has become easier and then the second part has become harder, which is so crazy because a year ago and even real, really honestly all of my life, I felt like, oh, I have plans. Like I know what's going to happen, this and that. Yet when I got saved and then also when... um. I went to vocational ministry and then also business. All my plans just went to the ground. Like when I say every single plan, like that I thought would happen in my life or whatever went to the ground, it did. And so for me, I got to a part, um, a couple months ago that I'm just like, yo, why, why, why do I even make plans at this part? Because God just, just ruins all my plans, right? And so, um, instead I had to stop being a brat because that's what I call it. When, if I'm in a, if I'm in a mood, a mood like that, I just call it brat zone. And so instead I had to get out of brat zone, think about it like, okay, Gabby, plan something. But when you plan something, write it out or whatever and just go, Bush! like, you know, when somebody's sliding something, um, at the end of the table. So for me, I've had to learn how to develop a mentality of plan something, write it out and then phew, do that. And so your person, like you, you, you plan too much or you don't know how to let go of control, write something down, plan it, but just go whoosh, across the table. And when you're going that brush across the table with your plan, you are sliding it into God's hands. And that's a part of submitting. That's a part of surrender. And when we say um, that, oh Lord, you can have your way, your will, your way. It's us, it's us doing that in the moment. And so do that, like write something out, but realize that God's will, God's way has to be above it all. Right. Um, and other ways to plan advance. Um, all right. And so when I'm thinking about, um, whether it's life goals, whether it's, um, ministry goals, whether it's investment goals or whatever we have in life, or you have children, you want to plan, um, a savings fund or something to, for your children, like your child is like two, just two years old. And you really don't want your child to go to the same type of schools that you went to. Um, 
What if you focused on one one way one part of your finances that can help boost your child to get um into another school, whether this is private school or even you move to um another another school district, right? So, say for instance, right? Say for instance, you focus on A or B. So your A is moving um, into a new a new apartment, a new home or whatever in the school district that you want your child to go to within the next three years. So you got three years to plan this out, girlfriend or, or dude, whoever you are. Dude, do that. <laughs> All right. And so option A is that. Then you have option B is you stay where you are and you send your kid to a private school. Look at the financial um, how do I say this? Look at how much money you will have to save up these next three years. Look, look up yearly, but then divide it by month. So divide whatever that is, save it's like $3,600 for them to go to private school, divide it by 12. Um, and then, or divide like 3,600, um, in most part. So for instance, you do that. Um, you look at, okay, if they go to a private school, it costs $3,600 a year. Y'all, I didn't go to private school. So I'm, I'm just making this up in my head. I went to public school, <laughs> but, um, say for instance, you have private school, it's 3,600 a year and divided by 36 months. So that's three years and your child's two right now. So two by the time they go to school at five years old, got, you got what I'm saying? All right. So stay, stay for it. Stay for it. Um, don't, don't let me lose you. Okay. So you have 3,600, um, divided by 36 months and say you thinking in your head, look, Gabby, um, cut down your expenses or do that. Even if you can't save money, like that's something we should all be striving to do is cut down expensive expenses. So cut down expenses. If you pay for Netflix, you pay for, um, Huli, Huli, what is it? Julio. I don't know what it's called. I don't watch TV, but whatever the streaming services are, like, do you have to pay for that? Um, can your child watch, um, YouTube, um, videos for free? Can, um, you move in with someone if you have toxic family i'm not going to tell you to move back in with them i'm just not um but can you move in with maybe a friend who has a great family right and you save on rent you pay them rent and so there are so many options for your child to go to a private school if you want them to go to a private school and so that applies for other things as well right um and so that's enough so that's a way to plan in advance all right. And so this is the final point for today. Um, the way that we keep moving when we don't want to is that we keep going because we do not know what's on the other side, right? We do not know what's on the other side. When I look, when I look in the Bible and I look at the lives of Peter, I look at the lives of Paul, James, John, um, so many, um, different disciples and everything when I look at the life that they did like they lived in crazy crazy obedience can you imagine following Jesus and um you just have to leave everything that you know you leave um your clothes you leave your family you leave all of this they did this because they knew that the cost of being a disciple to follow Jesus Christ um and everything and just to um live in his presence and everything was just so beautiful they knew that to do all of this they had to give things up right and so for us, we are disciples. We believe um, in Jesus and everything, right? Is that we don't know what's on the other side of our obedience as well, right? Obedience is not just a one-time thing. It's continual, right? And then a part, I watched a video the other day um, and um, it's, it was about Tatum, um, Tatum Tamia. And Tatum had talked about how trust, faith, and obedience go core together. Y'all... 
like I, I thought about it, but then the way that she explained it and broke it up, oh my goodness, it was just mind boggling. And I'll, I'll put, I'll put a link to the video, um, in the show notes. So just check out the podcast episode notes and you'll see it there. Yeah. When she said it like that, it just, it just really blew my mind because it's true. If I don't trust God, how am I going to have faith in him? Um, doesn't it take faith for me to get saved? Because if I don't believe that Jesus lived for me, died for me, rose up three days later, how am I, how am I, how am I really saved? Right. Um, and so we have to, we have to trust God to have faith. And then if we have faith in God, we believe in him. We believe that um, when we hear our father's voice and everything, just like within John, um, of when Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, um, and I, and how Jesus is shepherd and everything, right? When we know his voice and we go to his direction, then we are going to be obedient, right? And so we have trust, we have faith, we have obedience, right? And so we, if we want to keep going when we don't even know what's on the other side, we have to have faith in Christ. We have to trust him with all our hearts. Um, just like Proverbs, um, three, five through six, do not, um, do not lean, do not lean or uh, some versions do not rely on your own understanding. Um, and then later on, acknowledge God in all in all your ways and he'll direct your paths. Y'all, we have to not rely on our own understanding, even when it's hard, even when it feels like, God, I don't know how the money is going to come through or whatever. We have to rely on his understanding. And then when we rely on his understanding, this is developing trust. And then this trust is going to be transformed into faith in that um We'll have faith that he is who he says he is, that he's the same God yesterday, today, for and forevermore, just like Hebrews 13, um, six or eight. I think it's, yeah, Hebrews six, um, 13, eight reads. And then also, um, with the obedience is that obedience is just going to be continually because it's going to go back to our trust in God. It's going to go back to our faith in that, um, Jesus already paid the ultimate price and whatever we go through is nothing honestly compared to that. And also we are going to be obedient to be the woman and men that God has called us to be. All right, y'all. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in every single week. Follow me on Instagram. All right. And so I love you and good night. Bye-bye.